living in a world that's all by design, it's up to us to break the chains of tyranny to become we, the ungovernable. You are listening to the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. Now, I want to take time to thank my official sponsor of the Renegades Rant Podcast. This is by Cindy Davis. It's trinot.com backslash sinmen. Now, you can find her on TikTok as mapledipped85, cinemaple85, cinemaple85.0, and cinemaple85.1. Now, you can go on her site, and she has a lot of great products, such as Glow. Now, this is an advanced type 1 collagen with superfood antioxidant support. Long-term support such as improvised stability for hair, skin, and nails. Also, there's Enrich, a digestive enzyme blend with stabilized probiotics that gives you improved digestion, nutrient intake, and post-meal comfort. Then she also has Replenish. This is a mushroom complex with ashwagandha and fulvic acid. It promotes restful sleep and rejuvenation. Also improves body function and nutrient absorption. It also helps support your skin and your gut health and improves overall health, wellness, and immune response. Now please go check out the site and let her know that the Kentucky Renegade sent you. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening to the show. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. I am excited to have my next guest on, and you may know that I've been very adamant about exposing and bringing more awareness to the human trafficking, the sex trafficking, the child trafficking, and I'm very excited to introduce my next guest, She is the CEO and founder of One's Purpose. Welcome to the show, Joni. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you and all that you're doing. Thank you very much. But thank you for what you are doing now. It's been a big thing with my podcast that I've been wanting to break out the awareness and bring more attention to the human trafficking I've had. Change Unchained's founder, Troy Yulsifer, he's been on the show. Um, We Want the Names Foundation, I'm backing them, Amy and Jess. And I just was, you know, I follow him who, which is Chris, and he was doing a lot of stuff for your organization, and I was asking him about it, and, you know, he kind of directed me towards you to have you come on the show to, you know, get more awareness for your organization as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Chris is pretty, pretty awesome gentleman and we're happy to have him um, with us and in the fight. Most definitely. Now kind of give us your backstory. Yes, of course. So I started Based on my own personal experience, I started One's Purpose in 2016, 
And I kind of tell you the little rundown here, but One's Purpose started in 2016, but wasn't officially a nonprofit um, until a couple years ago, because honestly, I didn't want to talk about this. I didn't want to be out there doing this. Well, and I didn't know anything about what is human trafficking? What is sex trafficking? But I uh, had known a gentleman for two years and, you know, a single mom and my daughter was 14 at the time and he would come over and, you know, he was a friend, come over and hang out and uh, detail my car, clean out my garage, uh, take us to dinner, was such a gentleman, would walk on the outside of the street, hold the door, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Wonderful. And uh, he knew that my daughter's father wasn't too involved. And he was there supporting my daughter, uh, would get her pretty much anything she wanted, even got her a dog. And I'm thinking, wow, this is really nice. I appreciate you, you know, knowing you for two years. And um, long story short to that, um, he ends up getting arrested one night on the way to my house. And I'm thinking, arrested? Arrested for what? Um, he was, <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? And I was, let me back it up to where uh, you guys need to know that he would, he was very involved in my daughter's life, would come to doctor's appointments uh, at children's hospitals, but would not ever go in the back room, but he would come and support, come to the children's hospital, come to the school on, uh, he would be on the phone, the teachers and um, counselors, principal would talk to him because uh, we were going to, my daughter was going to have surgery and then we were going to get her set up in high school. And, you know, everybody thought he was so great and wonderful and what a support and so happy to, you know, that he's in your life. And like I said, he ends up getting arrested one night on the way to our house and I'm thinking what the heck arrested for what and uh, the officer gets on the phone and says well don't worry Mrs. so-and-so um, it'll just it'll just be um, what did he call it um, sorry I'm not thinking of the word now but um, he'll be out in no time you can come up here and get him and I'm thinking what um, now my I didn't tell this part of the story too but I knew uh, his family not knew them personally, but over the phone, his mother would call and talk to us and knew that I loved the son and I, you know, wanted to move out of Oregon. So she uh, talked about moving us to Texas and, you know, my daughter would be around quote unquote cousins and that would be so much fun for her. And anyway, uh, we get in the car to go and pick him up and I just grabbed the steering wheel and I said, my daughter didn't want to go. She's like, no, 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 I don't want to go. And I grabbed the steering wheel and I said, Lord, just, I don't know what's going on, but give me a sign. Sure enough, my phone rings and uh, this guy says, well, hey, sis, are you okay? We heard so-and-so was around you and your daughter. And I'm like, okay, embarrassed and like, what's going on? I'm like, Haha, yeah, I'm fine. And I immediately turned around and went home and... Uh, <laughs> His mom called and said, oh, don't worry, honey. He'll be out in no time. We're still going to move you. We're still going to take care of you. And don't cry over this. And then other family members were getting on the phone. And I just, I hung up. And I'm like, nope, something's off. So I go home. And uh, I, 
my sister calls me the next day and says, you know, hey, I know you're a loving, caring, forgiving person, but did you know this guy is a level three sex offender? And I instantly started shaking, throwing up and like, what in the world? And a level three sex offender, I'm like, what, how, like I, so many questions. My brain is like, you know, this guy I knew him for two years. I quote unquote knew, knew his family. He came to the children's hospital. He was involved in my daughter's, you know, talking to the teachers and things like that. Um, we would go to the mall. Level three sex offenders are not supposed to be around children or frequent places um, that have children. Anyway, so I was like, oh my gosh, what? let me look more into this. Well, level three sex offender been trafficking 12 to 14 year olds in Washington, Oregon, California, and Texas, and his family is in on it. I instantly... Wow. I instantly was like, how did I miss this? Like, what? And that's when I started to, I already had one's purpose, the name. I thought it was just going to be cute to have a blog and, you know, sell hoodies or shirts or, you know, whatever. So I already had that set up. But now I knew that it was the time to be used on purpose for an exact purpose. And I just began speaking out on what is sex trafficking? What is trauma bonding? what is mind control? What is, uh, you know, all these different things. Cause I had no idea. And me, I thought sex trafficking, that doesn't happen here. That only happens overseas. And you know, the whole, Oh, that would never happen to me until I started digging. And I learned a lot. So I started using one's purpose just to spout things off. Um, like I said, and talk about sex trafficking. And I had survivors from all over the United States reach out to me and say, Hey, can you share my story and not my name? Hey, do you know of any resources? Hey, are you writing a book? Like all these things. And I'm thinking, okay, God, this is bigger than me. So let me just, you know, get out of the way and you have your way. Yeah. I mean, people have this idea about sex trafficking. Like I've heard it a few times their idea of it is the movie taken you know they just think yeah. that you know they scoop them up off you know out of the airport or off the street and then take them and lock them in homes or cages or whatever but it's not necessarily that way correct yes. you know and and troy who is the founder of the uh change unchained now he's in the military he's a Na retired Navy petty officer and him and his wife were doing some uh, things for human trafficking and they were just doing volunteer work, but they found out that their son was being human trafficked in the school he was in. Mm. And I mean, you just think here's somebody that's involved in doing this stuff and it's happening under his roof, and they both had no clue. Right. So. They are very good at what they do, the predators and traffickers. They're very calculated, and they very. Very. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's why people have a problem with some of the things that are being put out there on kids right now, is this is a form of grooming. People don't understand that. They say, oh, well, it's not grooming. Yes, it is. 
the mm -hmm. things that you're doing, you're trying to normalize and to confuse kids and then to eventually to take advantage of them. It's very, very sad. But yes, it's, um, you know, yes, kidnappings happen. All those things happen. But the grooming, um, that is a huge thing. And befriending people, you know, there's women who are pimps, too. It's a, so, it's every form of life. Exactly. Nobody's off limits. <laughs> nope. And it's in every... Uh, you know, your low class, middle class, upper class, it's everywhere. I mean, you cannot think that people who do this are just a certain kind of people. I mean, it's from top to bottom. It's all the way up in that levels of our government, all the way down to the lowest piece of crap that's out there on the street. Yeah. Yes. And I'm assuming that everyone listening knows... Um, the definition of sex trafficking. So just in case nobody does, um, force, fraud, or coercion is used to commit a sex act facilitated by a third party. So basically one human is buying another, and I'm sure by this time everybody knows that. But just in case, um, I like to throw that out there. So, it's, so uh, with, go ahead. So with your organization, what all do you offer for for human and sex trafficking so we and how i started in the beginning i went back to my daughter's school kicking and screaming and thinking you thought that guy was so wonderful did you know he was a level three sex offender trafficking you know this age group and oh no they had no idea i said well okay let's talk about it i sat there in the office until they put me on the calendar um to you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to share my story and I'm going to say, hey, this is happening. And so I started going into schools, bringing um, better awareness, better trainings um, and doing outreach and holding signs. Um, and we've been able to through all of this, uh, we have a trauma therapist on board. We have uh, equine therapist. I have a doctor, a primary care doctor. Um, if, you know, whatever, no one person is trafficked the same. No one person heals the same. So what does that person need? We will come together and figure it out. Um, you know, housing and relocating is, especially with COVID, a lot of places got shut down. So, you know, no one who has come out wants to go sit in a motel room until we can get them relocated. Uh, but there, ha there are processes that we can go through. We work with another organization to where we can relocate, but you know, that's, that's a process. Yeah. Now change unchained as well. They have a burn it down ranch. They have 21 acres of land that they are building tiny homes for the victims to come and live and stay after their respite care. So wow. they, they uh, train them, like uh, give them some kind of a skill and trade because majority of them don't have those. Um, they help yeah. them to get their driver licenses back, their birth certificates, their social security cards. Um, they do everything they can to get them to be re 
introduced into society and to make sure that they don't fall back into the trafficking. Right. And, you know, they do get addicted to the life as well. So breaking that. And then, you know, what were you, what gifts and talents were you born with? What do you like to do? And yes, we help people dive into that too. And then, okay, well, how can you make money off of, you know, what you like to do? And how do you fill out a job application? How do you write a resume? So all those things to, uh, to help people get back into society and, you know, to not feel guilt and to not feel ashamed and to not feel dirty and all those things, um, to work through that too. That is the thing, you know, just being embarrassed by, you know, I had so many people say, well, how could you let that happen? How could you not know? Okay. Well, nowadays it's different. Um, (laughs) Google background check everybody. Um, but you know, you just feel so stupid and that's, it's not your fault. No, it's not. I mean, there's so many people that are so very deceptive and they, they're very creative and they know what they're doing. Uh, they're very skilled at what they do. They look Uh, for those weaknesses. Yeah, absolutely. They, they try to pry themselves into that weakness and Mm -hmm. utilize themselves as a crutch for you to lean on them. And then that's when they take advantage of you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This guy was, you know, behind my back showing my daughter wads of money wanted uh, him and all of his friends to bring out their fancy cars and take her to school and, you know, kind of show off. And she's like, I don't want all of that attention. And, um, you know, just trying to get her involved to where she could recruit other kids. And that's a thing too. Yep. Uh, so what kind of, do you do any services for like addictions? We have, yes, we have resources for that. Good deal. See, I worked uh, 21 years in the medical field and about 10 of it was in addictions and psych. So I've seen, you know, the damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. But yes, we're grateful to have some resources for that as well. Now, with this organization, what's your future plans with it and where do you hope it will go well hopefully we will have a house um we have everything that we need to get it up and running we just don't have a location and um for whatever reason it just has not been the right timing which is totally fine um so until then we are out holding signs to bring awareness. We're going back to doing street ministry, street outreach, um, and just talking to people, um, you know, getting more people involved, going into the schools. So the continued awareness and education piece, of course, but then, okay, yeah, we know all this. Now, what what do we do? What can we do? You know, and people want to go in, and especially after seeing the movie, you know, some people feel like, oh, I just want to go in and rescue. Well, that's not really the best option, (laughs) although that's our heart to save everyone. Um, So we bring awareness and teach on how to do that as well. That's awesome. Uh, 
what state are you is the organization in it's in oregon we have people in uh, texas washington and um, florida and colorado that awesome. go out and hold signs and we've connected with resources there as well oh in arizona now uh a little extra lambo he got me involved in doing the podcasting and we're trying to work together to collaborate on on getting a lot of these uh organizations together um it's already being started by brad dennis is going by the shepherds um so he's trying to basically go around and make sure we can get a organization in every state so they can help combat this uh now I, I believe brad is in las vegas and then you have change unchained which is down in uh florida so um uh lambo is trying to find somebody up in washington that's closer to him do you know of organizations in the state of washington I know of one in particular that they, their main focus is not sex trafficking, but they do help. Um, and they helped me in the very beginning. Um, so I can reach out to them and see, they do a lot of mental health and domestic violence as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the plan is what these podcasts is, you know, Going all the way back to the founding of our country, uh, I always talk about that the founding fathers used the taverns as a way to build the country. And I think the way that we can help combat all this stuff is through these podcasts. This is kind of our version of the taverns. We're going to be able to, you know, try and network with people and try and get more awareness out. Um, do any kind of uh, money raising, do some crowdfunding. Uh, we did that for Change Unchanged where we raised $1,400 in like four hours. Oh, wow. So awesome. we're, you know, we need more people to wake up. And the people who are really wanting to get involved, we're trying to give them the network to get that done and like brad dennis is he's pushing to get people certified to do this stuff to be boots on the ground or to go out and look for some of the missing kids and get in touch with your local law enforcement and do sting operations and and things like that to 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 combat it because this is the major pandemic in this country next to the funneling of drugs into this country the human trafficking is the number one pandemic in this country right now. Yes. And it has been for a long time. And, you know, I, I know a woman who is in her sixties who was trafficked um, as a child growing up for rent money. And so it's been going on for a long time and I'm grateful that people are becoming more aware and now we need to get them educated and then you know going out on the street all those things you know and 
helping like you guys did raise money and things like that. I mean, the cost of everything is outrageous, you know, and we have people that do pro bono stuff, but you know, I wish everybody could just, you know, help for free, but it's not realistic. So. Yeah. And that's the thing that I want to do for organizations like yours is I want to be able to come on, promote it on a podcast, have you on my podcast. Anytime you have any kind of events, I will promote the hell out of it. So you, you definitely have my backing for, for what you're doing and we will promote you. We will help you out and we will, you know, if you want to, like I said, network with uh, the other organizations that are out there that are trying to get everybody together. Yes. And that's hence the name one's purpose where that came from was every one person has a purpose. And if we all come together and do something, we can make a difference. So I love it. That's, that's amazing. So have you seen the movie yet? No. No, neither have I. Uh, And I will not be going to see the movie. Uh, Any specific reason? I, um, yeah, this makes me emotional. I've actually uh, had to talk to my therapist about it because, you know, I'm, I just, it's great that we're doing all this awareness, um, but I feel like we're maybe re-exploiting again and we're profiting off of it. And where is all that money going? How come a portion isn't going to, you know, how come the movie theaters aren't giving a portion somewhere? Maybe they are. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Um, but for right now, I just, I, I won't. And dealing with trauma day in and day out, too, I just, I can't. It's enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And-, it and breathing it and, uh, you know, what. It's happening in every community, in every person's backyard. So jump in and get involved and help the people that are boots on the ground because we need it. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying, and I've been in agreement with that because there's been a big beef that's been going on on Instagram and and TikTok over the movie, and I feel the same way. You know, it's Hollywood. Um, I do. And why understand. that one movie? Why that one movie? And you know, we've done documentaries and all these other things, but that one is. Yeah, I don't and know. I just have a lot of questions. And my yeah, therapist, it... my personal therapist, um, because yes, I am in therapy <laughs> to be able to do this. Uh, she actually worked with children that were trafficked, and her husband is a detective. And she worked uh, with pedophiles inside the prison. So I had a session with her and I said, hey, am I just out of line or what? And she didn't know my feeling. And I said, so what's yours? Are you going to see it? She said, no. I said, why? She gave me, you know, her reasoning, which was the same as mine. And she had questions like a lot of questions like I did. So I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I do, of course, want to support anything that again is against it, but I just my questions aren't being answered. My thing has been the movie's not for the people that I already know. I think the movie is more about bringing the awareness to people who are, you know, not very knowledgeable about what's going on in this country and all over the world. 
but yeah, the major question is where's the money going to and what was the purpose of that movie being allowed to be made? Because yes. we already did some deep diving on the people who are funding the movie and the people who are tied to the movie. Not necessarily the actors, but the people funding the movie are got a lot of ties to people who are in the same ring as the rest of the pedophiles in the world. So our question yeah. is why this movie? But mm -hmm. as far as everybody that already knows, I think we it's not for us. It's it definitely will bring awareness to the people that are kind of clueless on what's going on right now. Yes. And I always hope for the positive, want the positive, want the best. But, you know, when you get that check in your gut, I got to listen to them because I've blown past them too many times in my life. Right. <laughs> I want I, a, hard, a hard lesson again. I'm like, okay, let me pass this test. <laughs> you know, and I've already put out a filler to my uh, state attorney general, Daniel Cameron, here in Kentucky to find out what more can we get done on the human trafficking end of everything? I want to see more bills. I want to see stricter laws. I don't want to yeah. see these pedophiles to ever see a daylight outside of a prison. I don't care. So, yes, exactly. And that's what we need people to get in there and to change laws, to change rules. And then on top of that, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but what about the buyers? Right. The Johns just get away with it, you know? So that needs to be addressed, too. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that I was wanting to see. I mean, I understand our government don't really give two shits about us. And, you know, both sides of the aisle are really turning a blind eye to this. And I think it's because a lot of them are complicit in what's going on. Mm -hmm. But we need to have people in local areas to start pushing to get laws in the, the towns and the communities that we're in and just spread like wildfire. Yes, I totally agree. And, you know, it all takes somebody to do something because we can't do it all. So pick your lane and run in that lane. If it's helping change laws, if it's volunteering, if it's, you know, just connecting people, you know, all these little things add up and we can make a huge difference. So with your organization, how can people get involved? People can get involved, and it doesn't matter where you are. Um, we can, you know, help you start something in your own community as well, but just shoot us a, you know, a DM on Instagram or Facebook, inbox us, or email admin, A-D-M-I-N, at ones, O-N-E-S, purpose.com. And then, you know, what are your gifts and talents? How would you like to give back? Um and help someone. So once we kind of talk to you and yes, we have a volunteer application um, that needs to be completed in a background check because you know, what are we doing? So we're not, <laughs> we've tightened things up and you know, just moving forward. And then, you know, if that just has weeded out a lot of people too. So yeah. Um, uh but yeah, holding signs, doing street outreach, connecting people. There's so many different things, writing cards of encouragement, um, blogs, research, changing laws, all that we have, you know, 
a plethora of things. <laughs> and you have a shop on your website as well, right? Yes. Yes, we do. And it looks like you have a water bottle, backpack, some t-shirts, some hats, some hoodies. And so does like that go towards all the things that you use it for, for the uh, therapy and all that stuff? Yes. And, you know, if somebody needs uh, a gas card or somebody needs um, clothing, if we don't have the right size clothing, you know, gift cards um, and, you know, just the little things um, that people need in life. You know, a cup of coffee is so we take it for granted, but, you know, just having a latte or something like that is special. So it all goes, nobody gets paid at one's purpose. It all goes right back out to what we're doing and how we can help. And would eventually you like to have one in every state as well? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I started this, I felt like God told me Oregon and beyond. So it will now come. You, it will happen. Are you in Eastern Oregon or Western Oregon? Western Oregon. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Well, I know the Eastern Oregon <laughs> wants to get out and he, they want to join uh, Idaho. Right. Yes. And I have had a few friends that have done that. <laughs> well, uh, Idaho is pretty nice, but I mean, it's almost becoming like California as well. There's a lot of uh, liberal ideology that's heading that way. Boise is really starting to turn out to be that way. Wow. It's just kind of that infectious thing from California to Oregon to Washington. It's, you know, that whole, as I call it, the left coast. But I know there's a lot of people in Northern California and Eastern Oregon and Eastern Washington that, that they don't want anything to do with the a lot of the ideologies that they have going on there. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's just so much going on happening in our world. Um, we can all get overwhelmed and want to run. And sometimes we just got to breathe. And remember, we can just do one thing, one thing every day can make a huge difference, one step at a time. And, uh, yeah, we can do something. So what's your feeling on the border being wide open? Do you think this helps contribute to a lot of the uh, issues we see right now? Oh, yes. Um, and I have friends in Arizona and Texas that... Uh, work on the border and there are some pretty horrific stories um that they share with me so please keep them in prayer the ones that are right there and i think i'll be headed to texas here in a couple months as well so yeah it's a it's a huge problem yeah it's what uh i believe it's a 150 billion dollar industry in the human trafficking and the sex trafficking and the U.S., we just, <laughs> we support it the most, and we're the biggest buyers. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very messed up situation to think that I've grown up in this America, and it's turned into what it has. Yeah, it's like, you wake up and you're like, wait, <laughs> what planet am I on? 
You know, I would have never thought I would have never thought that the the human trafficking would be one of the major pandemics of this country. And you see the drugs coming into this country and you see the import and the export of the sex trafficking all around the world, starting with the cartels and, you know, all the uh, mafias and the people involved in that and our own government. It's just, we as a people need to stand up against this and we need to fight back on it. And I think that's what's driving me with this podcast and trying to reach out to other podcasts to get involved and make everybody aware because we need it. Yes. Yes, we do. It, uh, yeah. Talking about it. Okay. That's great. Well, let's put it into action. And like I said, let's all come together and, do something and then you know with covid how what everything got shut down everything went online and then you know boom there we are again giving our kids access to every you know everything every app any app you know you can communicate with someone as an open door to interact with a predator and you know just educating our children too and talking to them not scaring them not you know don't walk in fear or anything like that but just you know, don't grill them either, but just ask them questions. Hey, uh, have you downloaded any new apps? Well, you want to show me one or, you know, something like that. Don't come defensive and questioning them, but educate them. And, um, you know, all the sugar daddies out there too, that have come forward, like people aren't walking the street anymore like they used to. However, there are some places that still happens, of course. Um, but it's just not so apparent but in some places it is so um you know i don't know how many times my daughter and i and other friends you know get hit up by sugar daddies all the time well it's easy you know just to message somebody and again dive in in their weaknesses you know or if you know a kid posts about had a rough day with their parents or they're struggling financially they want their hair done their nails done something like that or wants to buy a new game because, you know, boys are trafficked too. Um, and building that friendship and relationship is is an open door. And like I said, this the guy that I knew, I knew him for two years. And like we talked about earlier, they are very calculated. And, um, you know, we did a Bible study one night. And I said, well, what do you want to do a Bible study on? And he said, trust. So they are very good. Um, but just the way things have changed, but it's going on more and more and just easier access. Yeah, 100%. Now, growing up, you know, whenever I first got married to my ex, we uh, had a family friend and he was involved in the church and he had a traveling band and they would you know, take care of all the the kids and do, you know, kids Bible study and stuff like that. And come to find out he was molesting his seven-year-old deaf son and his nine-year-old daughter. Oh, my gosh. And it just goes to show it's anybody. Right. Seemed like the nicest guy. Never got a creepy vibe off of him. He was always really good with kids and 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 now we know why right you know, well, yeah, this, would... this joker that i knew i mean we'd go to the mall and 
you know, he was very <clears throat> tall. And so he, kids would come up to him, oh, do you play basketball? And he would just play into it and befriend them right there in the mall. And, mm-hmm. and you would never know. Like they say, it's a uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. They just, they Nailed just know it. how. Yeah. They just know how to manipulate and to kind of work their way into a situation to be alone with a kid. And I'm not sure. Have you seen the under age undercover? Mm, I don't think so. Well, there's a show on discovery and it's also ran by a 501c3 and they go by sosa and sexual on online sexual abuse uh it's protecting kids from online predators and this lady named rupal who runs it they travel around the country and they set up sting operations where they pose with uh women that are dressed up like you know 11 12 13 year old girls and they cooperate with the local police department and they do these stings and they just start arresting people that are involved and if nobody's watched that you need to watch it because it just goes to show it's every walk of life in the worst ones or cps because they arrested somebody that was involved in cps and he was asking a 12 year old girl about her babysitting and does the baby still wear diapers? I mean, it just, the creep factor just hits wow. it of everything that, I mean, there's doctors, there's, you know, lawyers, there's people working for CPS, there's people in the military. So it just goes to show on that show all the creepy stuff and all the creepy people that are out there and the, the antics they will use to groom your kid. Right. And then does anybody allow sleepovers anymore? No, because you truly don't know what goes on behind closed doors. No. So, you know, it's just sad how things, I mean, but like I said, this has been going on a long time too, but I'm grateful that we're now more aware. It's just sad that the innocence is been taken away so so young and i think it needs to be said that a lot of parents need to be educated oh yeah. you need to understand these these uh apps that these kids are getting on such as discord or twitch mm-hmm. and you know your playstations and xboxes that's where your predators are lying in wait exactly yep you're right and more and more parents need to be aware of what's going on and they need to be, if your kid has a phone, you need to be going through that thing randomly. Yeah. And put the phone away at night because do you leave your front door wide open in the middle of the night where you're sleeping? Like, Hey, come on in, take the phone away at night too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen it, you know, working in, uh, the psychiatric field, uh, the things that have been done to kids, the the approaches and the things that the predators did in order to lure them, it's it's sickening. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. And when also back to what you were saying about the parents need to be educated. When we go into the high schools and speak, every time, every time, at least one person, if not more comes forward and says, 
you know, hey, I'm in this situation, this happened to me, you know, sexting and sextortion, that's a real thing. So we've been able to help some young adults back their way out of situations, but they know, they know what's going on. So yes, the parents need to go through a training, be involved. And like I said, talk to your kids, just have open conversations and don't be like, I used to be very defensive <laughs> and take a, a hardcore stance and like, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. And well, nobody wants to respond to that. So, um, you know, my favorite one was what's the new, um, TikTok dance move or something like that. I'm like, show me. Okay, let's do it. Have you posted it? And then please know that your kid, you may think that you know your kid, your child, excuse me, has an account. You best believe they have another account that you don't know about, or they've created one from their friend's phone. So there's always a workaround. Our children are very, very smart. Yeah, they're very technologically advanced. Yes. And Which they know again, how to use good and bad and there's good and bad with everything. <laughs> yeah. And they're just, they're just clever. They know how to work these applications and they know how to, you know, go back through and, and block people and make sure mom and dad don't find out. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just important that parents really focus on, checking their kids phones i mean i don't care if you think it's an invasion of privacy or not they're your kids so they turn an adult and they're out of your house so i can understand when you're about 17 18 giving them a little bit more leeway but when you got kids that are 9 10 11 12 years old that have phones you which need to monitor prime them picking. yeah that's the, the prime picking which is so disgusting for predators Yep, and the you know the cartel definitely prey on those younger kids for the simple fact that they can resell them in a day five to seven times. And that's what I've always said is like people, do you realize like you can sell a drug or a gun one time, but how many times can you sell one human being? And if a trafficker has five, imagine you know how much they're making, and you know you're told you can't come back until you have X amount of money. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, the, the awareness <laughs> needs to be there. I mean. Yes, and sharp, like I said, stronger penalties for the buyers. Because if we did not have this high demand, you know, and have we dug into that? Why is, why do we have such a high demand? Why are so many people buying sex? Well, because we're so sexualized as a country now. You know, you want, yep. every everywhere you turn, it's on TV. I remember growing up. Uh, you know, I'm 46, getting ready to be 47. Most of the time, whenever you're watching a movie, they would flash off when the door closed and you knew what happened. Right. But now it's yeah, not anymore. You know, it's soft porn on TV and they're pushing it down our throats and our children's throats 24 7. Right. To think that it's normal, of course. But, you know, I've had young adults to come up to me and say, oh, I started an OnlyFans page. I needed money. I thought I was just going to be taking pictures of my feet. And then, you know, that goes bad. Once somebody exchanges money for you, for they think that they own you and they want more. Well, is your location turned on? Um, 
you know, they have to provide so much, um, when you're starting a page, you have to provide all your information, but they don't have to provide any of theirs, but yet they can come and search you out. So, you know, that quick, easy money and want to be a model and all that stuff is, uh, it's turned out to be very, very scary and traumatizing for many that I've talked to and worked with. So, yeah, and people need to have a lot of self-awareness to in situational awareness, because I see so many people like go to the mall or go to the store or whatever, and I can just sit there and I can pick out at least one person that goes to their car not paying attention around them and they're leaving their door wide open. They walk into yeah. the back of their vehicle and they got their two year old or three year old sitting in the, in the, in the car seat that gives everybody that's bad an opportunity to take advantage of people need yeah. to have a little bit more common sense and a lot more situational awareness everywhere you go, because you have, these phones that people are recording people on going into changing rooms or recording people recording your kids. I mean, right. you just really have to have good situational awareness. Yes, you do. And, you know, going back to school, back to school time, everybody wants to post those pictures of their children and where they're going to school and what their teacher's name is, their favorite color, all these things, you know, and that's extremely dangerous as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, anybody that has kids and they put them on social media, like they'll be sitting there doing a live and their kids like, you know, five, six years old and they walk in the screen and, you know, they're right there on the camera. I'm like, don't do that. Right. Don't invite a predator to your home. Exactly. Because once they find out and they see something like that, they're going to find a way to get to your child. And you can have the idea that it won't ever happen to me, but that's when it happens to you. Hello, me. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, I, I was totally unaware. Like I said, that would never happen to me. That only happens overseas. And yes, it's horrible, but I never grasp it until you know my parents are still married grew up in nice neighborhood the whole thing but i've also worked with um ex-pimps who said quote unquote those are the coldest ones to get so those are the best ones the ones that go to church the ones that think it'll never happen to them the ones that are so naive boom yep and they just they look for those weaknesses and they go after them yes and you know they're looking at that child like that that's their 401k that's their retirement plan you know i can sell you and i can make x amount of money off of you and they will work two three years just to build that and then boom one day that'll change now did you see the uh executive director for cnn John Griffin, he was uh, looking for single moms and going after their children and paying the parent money to have sex with their kids to give them sex training. Oh my gosh, no, I did not see that. Yeah, that he was a big, 
he's a big executive producer for CNN for a lot of their uh, shows and stuff. And he got busted, I think it was last year or the year before last. And they just, I think he got like 60 years in prison because he had a mom with two kids and he flew them on a private jet out to his home and told told the mom that this is what he was going to do, that he was going to train her children and she allowed it. And he sexually molested them. And then like 12 more kids came forward and parents came forward. Wow. So that's just goes to show. I mean, it's, it doesn't matter what your, your status is economically. There are just creeps and sickos out there at every level. Well, and that's what, you know, if that guy wasn't arrested on the way to my house, I had, the sheriff, DHS, you know, and all kinds of law enforcement on their way to my house thinking I was in cahoots with him to traffic my daughter. I'm like, what? No. So that is, yes, parents are involved too. Like I said, his family was involved. So mommy would get paid as well. So of course she wanted to be involved and help recruit and quote unquote love on me to get to my daughter. Mm-mm. Yeah, I know. I I had two boys, and they, as I raised them, they knew not to allow people that close to them. But I think that that's the importance also of, of a parent is to educate your kids on being on these social media apps, being on your Xbox and your Playstations, and let them know that there are people who have very bad and ill intentions lurking in the shadows, waiting for someone to just give them just a minute little opening to just manipulate them and groom them and control them. Exactly. Exactly. So living in the state of Oregon, uh, what kind of is there any kind of laws like human trafficking laws in place there because they're kind of insane and liberal like california um we need we need better laws we need more than just a slap on the wrist and a how to work system um yeah and we've been working on a few things in the background too to uh change some things but there needs to be harsher consequences um and have you heard about the john school for the buyers there's a john school so if you're struggle with that you can go to john's school and get help no yeah so that's a thing um you know it's they have problems too obviously you know the traffickers do the johns do so it goes back deep. I mean, I know ex pimps who grew up and they were trained. <laughs> so this uh this John school is this like a nationwide network or? Let me pull it up real quick because this was a thing. I even wonder if it's still going on because um, I haven't checked it within the last couple months. Oh. actually had another organization I work with um, 
she's dealt with them a few times. Let's see, maybe it is. One second here. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard about this. Uh, why is that? Glad you can edit this, okay. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Let's see. It was... Oh, here it is. Yes, so... John School. Evaluating the success of John School reducing sex crimes. John School government programs taught by experts to prevent men arrested for soliciting sex from reoffending. Um, yes, they have a website. Um, Crime and Justice Research Alliance.org. Interesting. Yeah, I was very upset when California announced that they were releasing 70,000 sexual predators other prison system right i mean you would think that your state would want to protect your children but no that state seems to want to attack your children to indoctrinate your children and to expose your children to this nonsense mm-hmm and I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand why any pedophile would ever be released from prison. It should be automatic life sentence. You touch a child. To me, yeah. it should be auto, automatic death. But, right. you know, I would be inhumane for thinking that way. It's, yeah, horrible. I mean, the innocence of a child. I mean, oh my gosh, yes. There's no... Yeah, I have nothing nice to say, so I'm going to reserve that <laughs> You can say <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get in trouble on here. That's a good thing about what Spotify is. We're protected. They don't really censor us. If there's anything that's about COVID or whatever, they just put a little label on it, and that's it. But as far as being having episodes taken down, I haven't had one yet, and this will be episode 32. And I can get pretty, I can get pretty heated on, on some issues. So, but yeah, uh, that's why I wanted to do this podcast is, you know, be able to give everybody a voice to be able to find organizations like yours and bring awareness to more and more stuff, you know, where I live at back 20 years ago, you may have heard, you know, a kid getting molested here and there. But now it's an everyday thing. Every day you turn on the news here, they've arrested another one. And we need to make sure we push for these laws to take these sickos and lock them up for a lifetime. Right. Oh, yeah. I agree. You know, um, what was it? I want to say the maximum was 15 years, but don't quote me on that here in Oregon. Um, for a sex offender, but yeah, we gotta change a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because they only get a slap on the wrist, even if they are 
up for 15 years, they usually get out or they, you know, release them for some good behavior. Right. Right. (laughs) And then they'll just, they'll stick them in their own housing unit. They don't stick them in general population anymore. And I don't agree with that because I do believe prison justice should be served. And I'm sorry, but if you touch a kid and there's a murderer that's in prison and they want to take them out more power to them. kind of eye for an eye but that's the way i see it i think that you touch a kid you just you have no rehabilitation in you you should automatically be put down put down we can put down dogs and euthanize dogs but we won't euthanize someone that's a sicko that attacks our children say that again (laughs) not that right so is there anything else uh you would like to talk about your organization Got anything coming up? Uh, yes, actually, with another uh, organization. And yes, I um, would. I think it would be awesome if we could bring some of our organizations together and do like a, a group podcast panel thing as well. Um, I think that would be cool to do. Um, but we have coming up, we're going street outreach in Salem, Oregon. On July 29th from 11 to 2, and we've partnered with Be Bold Street Ministry and a whole bunch of other amazing organizations, and we're just going to be the boots on the ground, take it to the street, and go and meet with the people. You know, does anybody look anybody in the eye anymore? No, because we're too focused on our phone. Does anybody hold the door anymore? You know, that kind of stuff. Like, let's just get back to just the hands and feet of Jesus and let's just reach out um, and see how our brothers and sisters are doing on the street. You know, I, when I first started, I did street outreach in Portland and um, (laughs) before it went crazy and um, so many, so many women, I mean, on the street being trafficked and we were able to connect them with resources, buy them a cup of coffee you know, some aren't ready to leave. Well, what do you need right now in the moment? And just be a blessing to them right there in the moment. And when they're ready to come, then, you know, they'll reach out. Um, so we have that coming up. I'm excited about. And we now do. We have a gym here in Oregon who's partnered with us, um, Performance Martial Arts. And they do free self-defense jujitsu training for uh, young women and women. So that's been amazing to do. Um, so we have that going. Uh, let's see, every other Saturday, I believe, something like that. So we have that coming up, and uh, we're going to just start hitting the streets more. Uh, we used to be out holding signs all the time, but I just really feel like we got to go back to meet with the people. That's great that we're bringing awareness, but let's let's jump in and do something. So. Yeah, get out, get out and get in the communities and and let people know, give some people awareness, give some people some education and and get the word out. Exactly. And how many times I can't even tell. Well, every time I wear my once purpose, stop human trafficking shirt, it starts a conversation. And I can't tell you how many times survivors have come forward and said, thank you so much for what you're doing you know, I've never seen anything like this happening before. They connect with us 
and you know we just get different ideas from them of how we can you know how the community can come alongside and do better you know we've got to do better <laughs> yeah so. everybody needs to to get involved some way somehow whether it's you know go purchase a shirt purchase a hat uh, go out hold up a sign do some advocacy work you know get out right. in the community and just push the awareness out there because this is something major that the U.S. is facing day to day, and it's only going to get worse with our borders wide open and the criminals and the sickos continue to get away with doing what they're doing. Yes, and like you were talking about earlier, pay attention, you know, not only to you if you're with your children, but when you're out, pay attention and look around too. And if you normally you get that weird feeling like mm, something's not right, well, see something, say something type thing. Um, yes. So just, you know, and like I was saying, just wearing a shirt, people are like, oh my gosh, thank you. Or what does that mean? Or how can I get involved? Or, you know, just, just talking about it, sharing a post. Um, so many different ways to get involved, writing cards of encouragement and handing those out. Um, that's amazing too. So, so many different things. And we could talk about so many different, different, uh, we could go down so many different rabbit holes, I guess, but, um, you know, the tunnels and all those yeah. things that are real. Yeah. And that's a, that's something else that needs to stop too, is quit thinking everything's a conspiracy. There's people that actually know I've heard about the tunnels. Uh, you hear about the things under the Vatican, there are things that are going on around the world that are really, truly happening. Not everything's a conspiracy. And I, that's one thing that pissed me off was hearing people say of this whole thing about the movie when it came out, that this was some QAnon uh, oh, right. bullshit. You know, human trafficking is real. If, mm -hmm. you, if you don't think it is, go and just Google human trafficking in, in Google the news. Yeah, for the news in the news. And then look, it's every walk of life. Like we talked about. <laughs> yep. And it'll show every article from every state from whatever it will show everything about human trafficking in the news. So it actually does happen. It does. And you know, my friend Natalie Denise, who runs the daily traffic, she, she posts a lot about what's going on in the news and not just in our own backyard, but everywhere throughout the world. So, and that's the daily traffic. Yes. The daily traffic. Is that a, uh, kind of like a uh, podcast or is it? It's on Instagram. A, it's on Instagram. Yeah, it's on Instagram. And she shares those news stories of what's going on. The teachers, the pastors, the, the lawyers, the, you know, everybody just making people more aware that, yeah, the daily traffic, it's happening daily. And uh, so be on the lookout to Counter Trafficking Alliance is coming soon. Um, so we can talk about that and uh, get connected there as well. Um, it's another one of Natalie's. So it's Counter Traffic Alliance. Uh-huh. Yep. CTA. For short. Okay. And, awesome. Yeah. 
So a lot of good things are coming and happening behind the scenes. We're doing the work, you know, we help um, bring missing children back to, we have a team that works behind the scenes and we've been able to bring, what is it now, five? Five children home, so that's been awesome. So we do whatever we can, however, whenever we can, and we won't stop. And that's awesome, and we appreciate everything that you do. Well, yes, thank you. It's uh, it's a lot. It's tough. Like I said, I'm in therapy. Um, just to, and it's funny how God works. That my therapist like I said, worked with children that were trafficked and in the prison with predators. So uh, she's been amazing to help us tighten up the way that we do things and the way that we operate. And, you know, I, my heart is to, I want to help everybody and do whatever I can for people. Um, but there's some things that have been put into place now that have been very strategic and very helpful. And we're actually able to do more now. So that's awesome. Well, you know that this podcast has your support. We're going to promote you. We'll get you out there. And like I said, um, I can connect you to some other people that are running organizations similar to yours. And hopefully you guys can work together and, you know, be a part of that shepherds uh, group. Yes, that's amazing. I'm excited because that's, you know, that's been a a dream and a vision for another organization here that I work with too is something like that. And, you know, we've had sewing machines donated. We know people who can garden, do art. Um, we have basketball therapy, uh, like I said, equine therapy. So yeah, teaching all of those things too is huge, but we need a place for people to go and heal. Yeah. And then, you definitely have the water up there to go fishing and do some fishing therapy as well. Okay. Yes. Well, I will not be uh, teaching that. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to teach me. Everybody makes fun of me because uh, there are some things I need to learn how to do. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to get dirty, but that's. I think you're bad. probably. I think you're probably a little too busy for that right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, you know, just taking time to be outside, to be in nature and just have a moment of quiet time. Because right now it is overwhelming. There's so much noise going on. Um, so just taking that time to be in therapy, to be still is okay when you're out here trying to save the world. <laughs> so. Well, na nature is therapy. I mean, it's yes. a, spir a spiritual connection between you and nature. And it can do a lot of good for people to get out and get away from the electronics, get away from life and spend a little bit of time out in nature and just enjoy it. Exactly. And we get so caught up in, you know, just running around and doing all these things and trying to help here and trying to go there and da, 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 da. But if you're not okay, we know the drill, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, burnout, not last long. So I've learned that the hard way a few times here lately. So because um, I do want to do whatever and however I can. And my heart started for the children because you came after my child. Well, I'm not going to be quiet about it. So um, through all that, like I said, I've met so many amazing 
survivors who, back to conspiracy theory, I was posting a whole bunch of stuff and I had one lady who I met years ago, years ago before I even knew about trafficking. And she was always encouraging me and telling me, you're right on point. And then finally she came out and said that, yeah, her parent trafficked her in the 60s. It's not a conspiracy theory. Satanic ritual abuse is real. Selling children is real. The tunnels are real, you know, lived experience. So it's not a conspiracy theory. So since you know quite a few survivors, do you think there's any survivors that you know that would want to come on and do a podcast and talk about their story? I can always ask, of course. Um, That's always a sensitive thing as well, but um, it is re-traumatizing. I'm sure you, um, by the work that you did, but retelling your story, you kind of relive it. And then there's the aftermath of that. So we have to be sure that when someone tells their story that we have our therapist on standby to help, you know, with any triggers or trauma that comes from that. Um, We've had a gentleman share his story with us. Like I said, men and boys are trafficked too. And it was very emotional. It was very a lot and violently throwing up in the midst of it. So everybody wants a story and a good story. And yes, sometimes people are compelled to share. um, And then sometimes they're just can't, but can you read my story? So yes, we can, you know, with their permission on such and such a, a podcast or a show, we will say, can we read your story? And then we compensate them. We don't just take their story and run and try to profit from it because that's absolutely disgusting. Right. Yeah. This, uh, we have some things in the works between me and Lambo, and we are wanting to find a survivor to come on and do a show and we'll have, you know, another organization on or whatever mm-hmm. and just kind of do a collaborated podcast because I think it's saying it is one thing, but having someone share their story that don't mind to share their story, even though it is traumatic, uh, Mm -hmm. is eye opening because I mean, when Troy shared his story about his son, it was, you know, it, it just hit you in the gut and, you're not just seeing this as a movie. This is somebody's actual life. This is somebody's actual experience in human trafficking. And, you know, if if we can find somebody that would be willing to, I mean, if we could just find somebody that's a survivor that wants to share their story, like I said, we'll have another organization on. And we could just, like, do it as a collaborated podcast. Yeah. And just so they can share their story because – Really, when we just talk about it, you know, it, it does wake up people. But when you start hearing people's stories, uh, you know, it's a real human interest thing. And it's just eye opening to hear somebody's story of what they have went through and understand that this is not just something that's made up in a movie. Right. Right. Exactly. But if we need to, we could do like a crowd crowdfunding maybe like raise money 
and do a podcast that way or do like a, a TikTok live or Instagram live where we can we can do it. We could air it and uh, do a do a fundraiser for the survivor. Some okay. yeah. something like that. That would be awesome. But we're just we're we're trying to come up with a way to uh, collaborate and bring more awareness and and get people involved and and have survivors share their stories as well. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, where's the best place that they can find you? The best place uh, we post a lot on Instagram and Facebook and. TikTok has slowed down a little bit um, because we are doing so much of the work that it's hard to keep up on the posting as well. Um, but the best bet is the website, onespurpose.org, so O-N-E-S purpose.org. And that way you can email us, see the resources we have. The calendar on there is not updated. However, our events and upcoming things will be uh, on Instagram and the Instagram is linked to the website. So, um, we do have a 888 number, 888-970-5771. And we answer that phone and however we can help and connect, answer any questions, uh, provide resources. We're here to do it. Awesome. And what is the uh, event that you have coming up July 29th? Yes, July 29th in Salem, Oregon. It is posted on uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Well, I can send it to you, too, if you okay. prefer that way, whatever works for you. And then our um, jiu-jitsu self-defense class, that's actually this Saturday. So this Saturday is self-defense. The next Saturday is an event doing the street outreach Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate everything you are doing with your organization and you have my complete support and I will promote your organization as much and as often as I can. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you and thanks for having me and we'll uh, collaborate again and, you know, make a bigger impact and bring more people together and make a few changes in this world. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay. No problem, All right. Though. Thank you, Joni, for coming on the show. <laughs> All right. Thanks that's, for having me. That's the show, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Renegade's Rant Podcast. You can find the Kentucky Renegade on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, but the easiest way is his link tree, which you can find in his bio. Remember, like, follow, share the show, and be ungovernable.